like I'm on the Heisman watch. That's gotta be what would describe, symbolize I've got. Skill, four times the talent around me. Desmond Howard playing for Howard, just tell me how can I be stopped? This Allen Ivy at an Ivy cottage. They can't check me. I don't practice my class too hard. Nigga, me, my swag is grown. Okay, 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 okay. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 92 of Electrified. I'm your host, Eric Lyons. Man, happy Friday. I hope everybody's had a great week. And if you haven't, I hope your weekend can suffice for the week you've had man i hope i just hope everybody's doing well because i'm doing well myself i can't complain ain't nothing to complain about man i got another 24 i'm blessed to be here i'm just happy to be here uh especially you know giving you guys another episode man it's been a good week it's been an interesting week in the sports world you know we got a lot to talk about of course uh this this should be a good one this should definitely be a good one uh as i'm looking here at the rundown we got the NFL CBA saga and I finally found an entire like I've got a good breakdown for it because I hadn't been these I think what past two episodes I don't think I touched on it I touched on it briefly last episode and I was upset that I didn't give you guys the rundown because honestly I haven't really I didn't really take the time to fully understand it but I did and I'm glad I did because it is something so we're gonna get a full breakdown of the NFL CBA and what it is and why the players are so pissed off. Uh, we're gonna talk about this 2020 wide receiving class and the NFL draft, man, because this could be the best one ever, like ever, 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 ever. Uh, we're gonna talk treatment of women in basketball. I saw something that made me a little upset, and I just it just opened up a whole can of worms about. How women's hoops are treated Whether it's college, high school, or the pros uh, We're going to talk about that Also going to be um, talking about some the NBA playoff picture Heading into March We've got our last full month of NBA hoops And then, you know, half of April And then the playoffs are here, man So, it's winding down The, the, the race is on Honestly, the, the race is on And that race for the 8th seed in the West Is interesting We're going to talk about that uh, we're also going to talk about why Braun is the MVP, like clearly the MVP favorite for me. And then uh going to talk WWE Super Showdown Fallout from yesterday. Want to talk about, you know, setting the table for WrestleMania and everything. And then want to talk about why boxing has been so underwhelming in the first quarter of 2020. I touched on that as well, but I want to talk about that a little more. And then we're going to talk with the wrap up, man. I want to talk about what's going on with the Astros. And it seems like every day something else is coming out about the scandal. And, uh, you know, they're, they're getting in the business at spring training, as they should. So, man, so that's all we got. That's what we got for the day. So it's it's, it's a jam-packed episode. You know, buckle down. Get get you a nice snack. I don't know where you're listening to this at, whether you're at work, in the car, at home. And get ready to be electrified, man. I know that was cheesy, but you know the vibes. All right, so let's get things started with the... Um, the NFL CBA, because this here, man, this is something that all football fans should be paying attention to, because this this really has an impact on us as fans of the sport. You know, this is uh, this is this is where we are, and we really need to pay attention to this. You know, we may not feel it like the players are going to feel it. Of course, you know, this is way we're way way down the line of people affected by this, but. 
you know, whether there can maybe a lockout or if the CBA passes and they change some things, it'll change the way that we consume the sport. So it's it's interesting to, to see players speak out against it. And it was very surprising to me that the NFLPA passes along the way they did. I didn't expect that to happen, man. I don't know. I don't understand. I, I, it's just no way I'm looking at this and I'm seeing how this benefits anybody. Like, we can go back to, hold on, let me see something. I want to go back briefly here and, and, and go over how the WNBA's, uh, their, their CBA battle went. Remember we talked about that? Uh, hold on, man, hold on, hold on. I got to go back in my notes because I don't know. That was a couple, that was a few episodes ago, but we talked about... The WNBA CBA, right? And remember all the dramatic things that happened with them and, and how they needed all these changes and they got those changes. And it, and all bene- and it all benefited them, though. But it, it's just like, you know, it's way less money there. But still, you know, they got those changes made. And I feel like this situation with the NFL won't go that way. I really don't. I, I feel like that the NFL, these, these owners, man, they're so greedy, like it, it, it's it's just it's just interesting to watch. I just don't see how the players will truly benefit from all of this, man. I really don't. I don't, and it's sad, but it's the truth. Because if it passes, it's like, man, what in the world are we gonna do? Like, like as a as 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 people, damn it, I cannot find. Hold on, guys. Hold on, guys. I I, I really know. Like, in my it's in my other notebook. I'm looking for it. Um, on how the NBA, I mean the WNBA CBA went. Uh, if I can remember off the top of my head, it was just like, bro, they had some things changed, a lot of things that benefited them. But I think the biggest thing I wanted to find was the revenue split, because their revenue split was way worse than the NF than the NBA. I mean the NFLs, and they got upgraded drastically. But we're gonna look, we're gonna take a look at. The NFL's uh, revenue Because this is a big thing They want more revenue money as well And rightfully so I don't understand why the NFL These owners man They can't give it up Like bro You guys aren't on the field You know You guys aren't Sacrificing your body Week in week out You guys are just Writing checks And everything like that Like I mean You know Owners and guys are important But it's like When it comes down to the money Who really deserves it Like do you guys deserve it No (laughs) Not really not really. I think that this is more of the players. They're putting their bodies on the line. Uh, uh, man, I don't think I have it. I don't know where it is. But point I was trying to make was I was trying to compare the two and how uh, how different it was. It looks compared to the NFL CBA battle. But here's 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 where it is. Here's where we at with it. So starting off with the season structure. That's the big thing. That's the big thing. Nobody honestly. Wants to play 17 games. So here's how it goes. Starting in 27, in 2021, the NFL would expand to from 16 to 17 games. Each team receives a bye week in place of week four uh, preseason. Like, that's just, it just doesn't make sense to me. Who wants to play an extra game? That's, That's an extra game where you risk injury. That's an extra home game or an extra away game for somebody. Then... Uh, you got to think coming off the bye, like say you have an early bye, say you have an early bye, you got to play the rest of the season, like or you have a late bye, like it's it just ruins things, man. And and like I said on Monday, on Tuesday, no other uh 
nobody is playing odd amounts of games, man. All even. Then we got the annual. This is the another big thing. The annual revenue revenue split. So right now, the owners taking fifty three percent, and the players taking forty seven. And under the new CBA, the players, the owners are taking fifty two, and the players receive forty eight percent. Ooh, big whoops, big freaking whoop. Only a percentage more than what they have now. Why can't we get a fifty fifty split? I think that's fair, man. Get these guys really help, like pay these guys, man. It's crazy to think that some old guy who's who may have never even touched a pigskin is getting more revenue money that he that he's that uh he's not physically bringing in like you know business wise yeah but physically like they're not coming I'm not going to the the game to see Jerry Jones I'm not going to the game to see Robert Kraft. Going to the game to see Zeke. I'm going to the game to see Brady. What, like you know, like I just don't understand these owners, man. They just, they just so greedy, bro. And it's all it's about. It's about their money and the power they have in this league. That's what's really. That's what it really comes down to. Uh, then we got what else we got here? Uh, the player salary. So immediate increases in minimum salary. Minimum salary. Uh, one million dollar minimum salaries by twenty nineteen, or wait, what year is that? Twenty. Yeah, I guess. Well, yeah, well, not twenty nineteen. I wrote that down wrong. I think it was supposed to say twenty twenty one. Um, any players carrying above league minimum contracts into the new CBA will receive a bonus, uh, equivalent to one seventeenth of their salary if and when the NFL moves from sixteen to seventeen regular season games. Like what? Uh, the drug policies, uh, you get increased emphasis on clinical care rather than punishment. So you can't get suspended from like getting help, I guess. I guess that's cool. Uh, significant reduction of penalties for marijuana use. That's cool, too, because it's like, bro, a lot of these guys in the league smoke. Uh, and then guys get out of the league and start telling stories how they were high on the field. So it's just like, bro, what, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You know, it's just like. I don't know. I don't think penalties, you know, guys shouldn't be getting suspended eight games for weed. I think we have bigger problems than somebody blowing a J. Like, bigger problems than that. And I'm not, I don't smoke. I'm not, I've never done it, but it's just like, I, like, I know, like, hey, man, people do it. Like, but it's not like cocaine. Nobody's doing cocaine or hard drinking. Like, guys are smoking weed. All right. I don't know, man. I just don't think it's that serious to be jeopardizing guys' uh, money and careers over uh, weed. That's just me. Um, but increased uh, discipline for DUIs. I think that's that's necessary because at that point, you're putting yourself and other people in danger when you have a DUI. I think DUIs should be taken seriously. I don't think anybody should be driving under the influence on the road or whatever. So, yeah, no, yeah, I'm definitely behind that. Uh, then we have uh, the work the work rules. This is interesting. So you get a mandatory three days off after Thursday games. Uh, apparently, I don't think anybody was getting anything like that. So that I, I I I'm rolling with that. That's cool. Maximum twelve hours at team facility per day. No more than three consecutive days of uh, padded practices at t- training camp. A maximum of sixteen. 
vested vets this guys who are uh, in the NFL for four plus seasons get up to five days of absence for working out for uh, workouts includes one OTA without losing off season workout bonus like I don't know how I feel about that it's like bro like it's Aaron Rodgers Tom Brady Drew Brees are these uh, like older guys do they really need to be there for this stuff like come on bro uh, the rosters. This is this is kind of small, but the designated to return list. Now this is interesting. This is actually all right. Designated to return list increased from two to three players. That's like when a player is on the IR, but you can bring them back, and after the IR time is up, so that goes from two to three. Then you get active game day rosters increased to forty six to forty eight players. Practice squad increased from ten to twelve in twenty twenty one. And then I think it's 10 to 14 uh, for 12 to 14 the, the year following. Now, here's 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 where I don't like this. The holdouts. They don't want they really don't want guys to bet on themselves. They don't want to see, a, uh, you know, the Ezekiel Elliott's of the world bet on themselves because they don't want to because the owner don't want to give up the bread. They don't want they don't want they don't want these players to have more power, man. That's what that's what it's about. They want the players to have uh, as little as power, as little as control, as possible. That's that's really what it, some of this is about. Like the uh, the increasing fines for holdouts and players who uh, leave training camp without permission, players under contract who fail to report to camp on on time, or leaves the team to for more than five days without permission will no longer be eligible to uh, earn an accrued season for that year. <laughs> like, like, bro, look, like, this is crazy, man. Like, like, bro, guys are going to hold out. This is crazy. They really don't, like, they're, they're really trying to crack down on this stuff. Uh, then we got the inter- the international games. So it's no more than 10 international games per season from 20 to 2025. Uh, any team playing more than one international game in a season will pay players a $5,000 stipend for each game. Ooh, that's nice. Like, what the hell? <sighs> this is obvious. None of, like, this is not for the players, man. It's not for the players. This is for the owners. It's for the owners. This is like the only the only people with benefits. It's the owners. I, like this is not about the players. And if they really have been going at this for three hundred days now, like if it's really been a long time, and I think they have to have it done by next season. It's not even this season. So go three hundred more, bro. Take your time. I really hope that this doesn't get voted through. I don't think it's necessary. I think that they need to get this right because. These are players' lives and money we're talking about here, man. It's crazy. Uh, and then you look at you know some of the player reaction. Uh, of course, you know my quarterback. He had posted a long uh, message on Twitter about this situation, and I was that was you know I was surprised coming from him because you know Aaron Rodgers isn't you know the big talker or you know people always question his leadership, but I appreciated him standing up. For you know what he believes in And the players in this situation uh, Russell Wilson said the NBA and MLB Are doing it right players come first We should not rush the next 10 years For today's satisfaction that's true That's true you know you guys just want to get The deal they just want to get it done Get it out of the way so it's no longer a headache Because you know the longer we, they drag this out The worse it gets 
for the NFL, not the players, but I'm talking about the business, like the owners and Goodell, because it makes them look bad. Because, you know, the longer we hear about these things, it's just like, bro, this league is really a mess. It's really a mess. Like, I I think we all know that. But now seeing this, we really know that because the way they treat they're treating their players. I'm not. It don't look too good. It don't. It doesn't look well. It doesn't look well. Um, you know, uh, big thing that Aaron Rodgers says: this deal will affect every player that ever plays this game, and we have made this decision with only an abbreviated version of the deal that isn't good enough. Um, Richard Sherman chimed in on that. Uh, oh, Aaron Rodgers said, uh, "Oh yeah, Richard Sherman said, health and wellness of our men's." Of our men is always the most important aspect. There is no price you can put on that, and that is why I voted no. That's what uh, you know they chimed in together, and it's just like you know if you go back, if you go to Aaron Rodgers' tweet, you see he talks about you know the players not having enough time on off season on their own, and all this other stuff. Man, you can go look at look at it yourself. It's just like if guys like Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, and then Marquise Pouncey, bro, he went in. He went in. Oh, this is not safe for work, by the way. Man, the shit's so fucking crazy, man. I vote no. Fuck that shit. Our NFL PA, the, the, the dudes at the top, the leaders, man, that shit all fucking bullshit. Fuck that. They ain't looking out for the best of the players. And if y'all want my vote, the Pouncey Twins vote no. And if any player, uh, any one of our teams, if y'all heard for rent money or anything while we go through this lockout, call us. Man, we got way more money than what they had back in the days. We ain't got to worry about that. All the vets on each team stand the fuck up. Stand up. Show these guys that we care about them. Man, I care about all you young players, and I love you guys to death. I ain't going to let y'all down. Trust and believe. They trying to sign a bullshit-ass deal just so these motherfuckers are sitting there president can go around and smile and say, I got something done. You ain't get shit done. I mean, I mean, it don't get no realer than that, bro. Like, clearly, he's he's planning. You know, he's talking about in the case of a lockout. Because that's who it would really hurt these young guys the most. These guys who aren't making upwards to what, 100 M's or these big multi-million dollar contracts. That's the, that's whose pockets that would hurt the most. So yeah, I mean, if it does come down to that, I would hope that the veterans, you know, help take care of these young guys because it's not their fault that it's like that. You know, they just got here. So yeah, man, it, it, it's a mess, bro. It is a mess. I don't know when or how they're gonna get this resolved. And then you got to think, you know, this holds up free agency, contract talks. Hey, man, this is, it's, a, it's a domino effect with this thing. It's definitely a domino effect with this thing. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting to see how it plays out for sure. But, um, yeah, man, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't. I mean, I knew it was deep. But it was good to get into it here because I hadn't, so. Yeah, man, that's that was that was the big takeaway from that, man. It's just it's just really not a good deal, man. It's not a good deal. For, it's not for the players, bro. It's not for the players. It's for the owners and for the NFLPA to just like. I'm disappointed in them. I expected more from them. So now it goes to a vote of all the players. So nine times out of ten, man, they're not passing that. I don't see it happening. I really don't. I hope they don't. I don't see it happening. Um, okay, on the lighter note. Still football. Let's talk about this uh, draft class, man. This 2020 this receiver. I think the receivers are going to dominate this draft. I think that I'm more excited about these receivers than I am the quarterbacks. I mean, you know, you got Joe Barrow, Tua, uh, 
Justin Herbert, Jake Fromm, Jalen Hurts. I'm not really excited about those guys. I mean, you know, the quarterbacks, quarterbacks. I'm excited to see this wide receivers drive, especially after yesterday at the combine, bro. Those speeds were nuts. All speeds that I couldn't imagine myself ever even coming close to. I asked my mom, like, bro, why didn't y'all put something in my milk? Like, I could have been, you know, in the NFL right now. Y'all could have put a little Jose Canseco in my milk. Because, I don't know, man, these kids born after 2000, they just a little different. Two years too early. Like, honestly, I think if I was born in 2000, I probably would be in the NFL. Or, you know, a star athlete. Yeah, I would definitely be NFL bound if I was born in 2000. I feel like whatever happened when we switched from 90s to 2000, whatever they were started putting in the baby formula, I needed some of that. I was two years too early. I just had to be a 90s baby, didn't I? It's a damn shame. Um, But no, seriously, man, this this wide receivers group is crazy. Uh, I want to, you know, talk, you know, my, you know, the top five that I've seen. And look. All of these guys, you know, the majority of these guys here are, are coming off of 1,000-plus yard seasons, 10-plus uh, yard, uh, I mean, 10-plus touchdown seasons, over 50 receptions. Like, these guys are really, we're really going nuts this season. Uh, you, of course, you know, we got CeeDee Lamb, uh, the junior out of Oklahoma. He's saying 6'2", 198 pounds uh, in 13 games. He has 62 receptions. 1,327 yards, 14 touchdowns. He's a freak. Uh, of course, you know, with Jerry Judy out of Bama, 6'1", 193, 77 receptions, 1,163 yards, 10 tutters. Then you got uh, Henry Ruggs, uh, the third out of Bama, 5'11", 188, 40 receptions, uh, 700, what, uh, 96 yards, 7 touchdowns. Then you got T. Higgins out of Clemson, 6'4", 216, 59 receptions, 1,167 yards, 13 touchdowns. Then rounding it out, I got uh, Brandon Aikens out of Arizona State. He's 60205, 65 receptions, 1,192 yards, 8 touchdowns. Look, these guys are all explosive in their own right. You know, size, you know, big guys, all fast. It's insane speed, bro. Insane speed. Uh, another uh, Other noted guys I got, I got Devin Delaney. Out of Texas, uh, Michael Pittman out of UC uh, out of uh, USC. I got uh, Chase Claypool out of Notre Dame who had a crazy uh, combine yesterday. I got Isaiah Hodgins out of Oregon State, another crazy guy. Uh, I got Jordan Jefferson out of LSU, and I think one of the sleepers here uh, still. Uh, his vert was crazy last night. Um, what's my guy? My guy from Michigan, Donovan Peoples Jones. Uh, his 2019, his numbers were down in 2019, but that's not all on him. Uh, but, you know, Donovan Peoples-Jones, you know, the his numbers don't jump out at you like that, you know. You know, he's a Big Ten receiver. So, you know, you got it's, it's a lot going on in that, in that division and in that conference, excuse me. And then, you know, of course, it's, you know, coming out of Michigan, we didn't have the best quarterback play. So, yeah, his numbers are going to be his sexy as everybody else's but donovan's people's jones will be a great receiver wherever he goes and i would love to see him in green and gold i'm just saying bring all the michigan as as much michigan as we can to green bay y'all know how i feel about that but no donovan people's jones is gonna be a steal for somebody man and to me i, I really think this could be the best wide receivers core uh draft class we've seen since 2001 like i, I would i would argue that 
I think these guys are, are just so fast, man. And all pro ready. I think all of them are pro ready. I don't think anybody in this class, uh, you know, top prospects in this pl- in this class are going to have a problem adjusting to the game. I think they're going to be, you know, faster and, and and physical. I think these corners better get ready, man. It's gonna be a, it's it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. And I'm just thinking, like, you know, everybody in the first round or in in the top ten, top whatever, top fifteen, they, everybody doesn't need a quarterback. Then you got teams like the Raiders and the and the Dolphins, who could go get a quarterback and one of these top receivers. Like, it 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 could go like that. Like, or or a team could get aggressive and take two. Like, all of these receivers aren't going to be on the board after the first round. I'll tell you that. There are some wide receiver needy teams out there. Uh, you got Green Bay. I'm looking at Carolina. I'm looking at Oakland, Miami, Jacksonville, and New England. They all need receivers, man. All need receivers. All of them, because no sir, like name name two wide receivers that play for the Panthers off the top of your head. Name two wide receivers that play for the Jaguars off the top of your head. Name anybody not named Devontae Adams in a receiving core on the Green Bay Packers. That's like like seriously though. In Oakland, Hunter Renfro. Who else? Who else is Derek Carr or whoever the hell the, the Las Vegas <laughs> Raiders quarterback is about to be? Like, who is he throwing to out there? Like, these teams should be looking at themselves. But you know how the Raiders are. <laughs> Gruden them, then they might draft uh, a quarterback from uh, Frostburg State University. Like, they might just do something we've never heard of. We talked about that in the GM uh, last night, too. Like, I would not be surprised if we don't know who the hell the first two picks from the Raiders are because that's just that's just the the Raider way, that's just the Mike Mayock Gruden way. They just like to surprise us. Um, but yeah, I just I just think that these teams they are wide receiver needy teams out here, man. It's gonna be an interesting draft for them. But I think this is the most exciting I've been about a group of receivers. Me personally, uh, you know, we always talk about the quarterbacks, and then of course you know we got Chase Young out there on the defensive side. Uh, but I think this year it's about it's the year of the receiver, man. That's what I, that's personally that's what I believe, and um, I'm excited. They're all impressive. I'm not. You can't take nothing away from any of these guys. Everybody has you know made a name for themselves in their own right, and all all top 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 receivers. No matter where they got you in the rank, okay, what your number your numbers are, man. These guys are going to show out at the next level, and I can't wait to see it. Um, you know what I don't like to see? No, I don't like to see. I don't like to see. The mistreatment of women, period. Women, period. I, I feel like women are very, very disrespected uh, of all races, of course. But I think that I don't understand why guys always. It don't matter what industry it is. It can be, especially like music, like hip hop. Like guys really be like slandering these women for like no reason, just slandering them. They can do whatever. Uh, hip hop. Uh, what else? Like anything that guys can like have a problem with. I mean, girls aren't in, uh, aren't innocent either. Girls are. They can be just as catty. But I think it's just crazy for guys to hate on women because it's like, why, bro? For what? Especially in the sports world, man. This is a normal thing. This is a normal though. This is normal. Like whether it's Bleacher Report, ESPN, any sports outlet that that uh posts something about uh WNBA or the NCAA. It's always going to be trolls. But it's just like at this point, 
It's not even trolls anymore. These are like actual like people with real real profile pictures. Let me tell you something. If you have an NBA player as your uh, Avi or something like that, and you get on the internet and just talk about, you know, talk smack about these chicks, you're, you're you're pitiful. You're sad. You're sad. You're honestly sad, man. That's 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 sad that you your life is that bad that you have to do that. Sad. And my thing is. Guy, especially guys with daughters, or 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 if you, if you don't have any kids and and you could potentially have a daughter, like if you put your kid in sports, and she goes, you know, to be a high school like play basketball or like would you want somebody talking about your kid like that? Like seriously though, I don't think people put themselves in these type of situations. You know, the world is so cruel, and everybody wants to be a comedian. It seems like, but you guys aren't funny. Like these are real people that you're talking about, that you're commenting on, and it's it's not funny to me. I don't think it's funny. The kitchen jokes, the sandwich—they're all played. You're not funny, bro. And and the crazy thing is, 100% of these girls are dropping buckets on all of you dweebs, and that's just facts. None of you guys can guard anybody in the WNBA, college. I just don't see it. All of you, no, sitting behind the computer screen. All day, just because you're good at 2K, don't mean you're nice on the court. You're damn sure not going to stick a professional basketball player. Like, that, that, like, don't forget, yeah, okay, just because she's a woman, they're women, don't mean they're not professional at what they do. Like, they're at the, the highest level that they can get in their profession. Don't don't get it, don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. Uh, what What's bringing me to this, you know, to talk about this is... uh. This is really crazy to me, and it's and it's even crazier because of how everybody was just acting, you know. When after Kobe passed, it seemed like ever it was all going to be, you know, everybody was so supportive of everything. But just, boy, how things shift. Um, where is the post on Bleach Report? Where is it? Just give me a minute. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Uh, I don't want to mispronounce this young lady's name, but I know I'm going to, and I'm going to apologize for it. Ah, oh, man. Where the hell is it? Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Um, So, Sabrina, I want to say what? Lone School? Lone School? Uh, because she became the first player in NCAA D1 history to record 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, and 1,000 assists. Uh, and they, uh, the, the quote, the, the end of the caption was, uh, the Mamba mentality. And she did this, she did this on, uh, 224, I believe. Yeah, she did this the day after she spoke at the, uh, at the memorial. So that was huge. Like to go do that. Look at these comments, man. These are top comments. 2000, like over thousands of likes. How is this compared to Kobe in any way? Is everything Mamba, Mamba mentality now? Do not even put her name in and Mamba mentality in the same sentence. Nah, it's not Mount. It's not. Uh, can she beat me though? Who knows? Like, come on, dog. Uh, and who is she? Well, she's a guy. So how is this member? Like these. Like this is embarrassing, bro. It's really embarrassing. It's sad. It's sad. It's really sad. I I, I don't understand why. I don't understand why they get so much hate. Like, what did they do? To you guys Like I don't get it man 
I don't get it. I don't think it's fair to them, and it's just disrespectful. Like I think, and I think you would think you know sports have become so inclusive over the years that you would think we wouldn't even have to talk about stuff like this. But yeah, here we are in 2020, and guys are still making get back in the kitchen jokes. Like, come on, dog, that's played. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand why women are treated this way. Young ladies are treated this way. You know, like these women play, you know, through pregnancy, through all types of, you know, stuff that men don't go through. And I think they deserve more respect. And 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 they've earned that. Like they've really earned it. Like, you know, every time, anytime anything is posted women related when it comes to sports, even if it's tennis, you know, and, and sports, you know, Serena's the GOAT. Like but somehow they still find a way to make jokes about that. Like Come on, man. Do better. Do better. All of you. All of you. And then this is another reason why, you know, women today don't like guys. You know, like guys are so terrible, man. Like, I don't understand why guys are like this. It's, I don't even know. I don't even think it's a maturity thing. It's just like guys are just stupid. Like, come on, bro. Get it together. Get it together, man. Do better. Do better out there, man. Get it together Love these women Respect these women man Cause they can drop buckets on you Do you really think You're gonna stick a 6'8 six, 6'9 six, Woman Really Is that what you're gonna do One on one You're gonna get a bucket on her Don't matter how tall she is She could be your height You really gonna, either gonna You really think You're gonna get buckets On a WNBA player Or an NCAA D1 player That just scored 2,000 points You think she can't put A, a cool 21 on your head 9 times out of 10 Actually, 10 times out of 10, she can. Please stop. Do better. Do better. And uh, a prime example of this, you can go back. You can watch the episode of Martin. When Martin and them, they thought they was going to beat up on the girls. And then here come the women's Olympics team. And yeah, that's exactly how it would go. If you guys, if we did like an internet trolls versus a WNBA all, all-star team. Or you know a all all uh division NCAA game, it would be pretty pretty nasty, man. Just you know just because you drop five points and two two assists at your local rec center does does not mean that you will compete in any in any way to somebody who does this professionally. That's just how I see it. It's just facts. You can be mad about it, take offense to it. I don't care. I said what I said. Now moving on to the NBA side of things. The playoffs are coming. It's finally coming, man. We got one more month of one more uh, full month of regular season basketball uh, in the month of March. And the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the playoff race is heating up. So let's look at the standings out in the wild, wild west. So we got the Los Angeles Lakers sitting at 48-12. I mean, excuse me, 44-12. Right now, hold on, give me one minute. Give me one minute. Um, yes, yes, yes. Forty, forty-four, and twelve, and then we got the Nuggets sitting at forty and eighteen. The Clippers thirty-nine and nineteen. Damn, they ain't won forty games yet. Could have swore y'all told me the the Clippers ran L.A. Uh, the Rockets thirty eight and twenty, Thunder thirty six and twenty two, the Jazz thirty six and twenty two, the Mavs thirty six and twenty three, the Grizzlies are twenty eight and thirty. Okay, so the Grizzlies are hanging on to the eight seed, like for dear life. 
because we got I got I got right here I got one two three four five one two three four five yeah five teams that have potential uh, over this next month and a half to change that. Uh, you can even you know I think that 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 that's, that the eight seed is the most vulnerable in the West. I think um, I think when it comes to the drop off, but I think you know, but all of these can be switched around. You know, from down from the Clippers to the Jazz. I mean, to the Mavs. I think all of those, like, the Mavs could slide all the way up. Like, all of these teams have the potential to be to finish better than the way they are right now. But as far as the eight seed goes, I think that's the most uh, dramatic change that we could see. Because you got the Blazers sitting at 26 and 33. They're only two and a half games back. From the eight seed, you got the Pelicans. They 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 can get back in the mix. They're twenty five and thirty three. They're three games back. Got the Kings twenty four and thirty three. They're three and a half back. The Spurs are there twenty four and thirty three. Three and a half back. And then the Suns are there at um twenty four and thirty five. Four and a half back. So I think that any of these five teams, granted, you know if they get hot somehow, they get hot. I think that eighth seed is definitely up for grabs in the West. And I didn't even notice that, but that's really interesting to look at. Um, then in the East, um, let's see, in the East, the Bucks are 50-8. and eight. I think that's locked up for them. Uh, the Raptors are still going strong at 42-16. and 16. Celtics are 41-17. and 17. Then you got Miami at 36-22, and 22, who have not been having a good 2020. I don't know what's going on in South Beach. Uh, then you got the 76ers right behind them at 36 and 23. Uh, the Pacers are 34 and 24. The Nets are 26 31. Then the Magic have the 8 seed at 26 and 32. I didn't do an in the hunt for the East because honestly, I don't think that any of those teams outside of the top eight really have that much of a chance to get caught up. I just don't see it. I think you know the closest team was. Uh, they were four and a half games back, and then everybody. It was a big drop off between the eight and the rest of them. Uh, the East, it's not as tight as it is in the West. So, yeah, I think you know, I, th- I think that this this next month is going to be interesting. We're going to see some things that you know we're going to see who really wants it in the West. I think, and I think as far as the East goes, it's just like you know, you know, can Miami hold on? Can Miami hold on? Because, you know, they've blown leads. You know, they've lost to the Timberwolves, the Cavs. You know, these are bad losses, man. You don't want to see stuff. Granted, they're not fully healthy. But, you know, when you watch the star that you brought in over the summer have such bad fourth quarter numbers, it's just like, are, 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 the, are the Heat really a threat to the Bucks, to uh, the Raptors? Like, the Heat look like a team right now. That could maybe get past the series, even with home field, home court advantage, could maybe get past a a a, a, a Philly team. But what what will Miami do against a Celtics team? Against a Raptors? Against a Bucks? It's just like there are teams that just look so much better than Miami right now. It's just like you know them having the fourth seed. It's not really much to harp about. Nothing because you don't want to look like this going into March. They better do something, man. They're twelve and thirteen so far this year. This you know, this calendar year. It's not looking pretty for Miami right now. It's not. It's not. It's frustrating to watch. 
And it's just like, man, uh, y'all better get it together. Y'all better get it together. Um, let's see. I think that's all I had. Oh, back to the West. Back to the West. I mean, I just think it's crazy that the the, the Thunder are quiet, quietly, at the five, bro. Chris Paul is balling, and then like they're right behind the Rockets. Um, then you look at you know potential matchups. If the season ended today, we had Lakers, Grizzlies, Nuggets, Mavs. Clippers, Jazz, Rockets, Thunder. Like, these are interesting series, you know. So, it's going to be interesting. This next month and some chains will be, you know, definitely will be interesting to watch. And this is really when basketball gets good, man. This is when everybody really straps in and, and hits it, bro. Because it's like now we have something to play for. Like, if the Rockets really want in, like, we need to really see the Rockets hoop. This young Pelicans team can somehow sneak in the, in the playoffs. It's like you look at Zion. It's like, is he rookie of the year? Could he steal that? I think that's the only way he could. I think if the if the Pelicans make it to the playoffs, I think we you know you could really make a case for Zion. But just because he's had imp- really impressive numbers so far, I don't think you can take that from John Morant right now. But if the Pelicans make it to the playoffs, absolutely, especially if the Grizzlies miss. Yeah, yeah, I can I can I could definitely roll with that one. I could definitely roll with that one. Uh, speaking of Zion and the Pelicans. You know, everybody was, you know, talking about this torch being passed and and everything. But from what I saw the other night, I I thought the torch was still pretty lit. By all means, stop playing with the king, man. Stop playing with the king. You know, the king. The king stayed the king. It's the title of today's episode. The real ones will understand that. I only got to tell y'all. If you're real, you know what the, you know the vibes. If you know you if you know you know. <laughs> king stay the king, man. And I just think that LeBron is having a hell of a year for it to be, especially for you know you guys that were killing them last year because of the low management and how bad the Lakers were. I'm like, okay, well he was injured. Like, like let's not forget the Lakers were in third place before LeBron. You know, around Christmas time, before LeBron got hurt. Let's not forget, you know, where he had that team at one point. So, for him to be having such a great year, and for the Lakers to be having such a great year, for them to be in first place and have been in first place for some time now, like I said at the beginning of the season, back in October, when they lost to the Clippers on opening night, I said, but we're not even going to remember this game. We're not. Because if you look at the, if you, a lot of people are sleeping on the Lakers. Like I forgot who said this. I think it was a GM. Somebody said this. I heard this quote that people were scared of the Warriors, and you know nobody's scared of the Lakers. Okay, you don't have to be scared of the Lakers. It's still playoff LeBron. It's still LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Like, are, am I missing something here? Is that not scary enough? <laughs> like, are we not supposed to fear? Like, are you serious? Like, yeah. The Lakers have been winning in great fashion, though. This is like, you know, they're not shooting your lights out, but this is a team that has a grip, bro, and can win, and can win the games, you know. But as far as LeBron goes, I think he's MVP. Honestly, I don't know. I don't know, like, the MVP has become, like, a scoring title award as of recent years. Like, it's like, oh, who who's going to drop 60 the most? And I don't think that's what we're – I think we've lost – the true meaning of MVP, most valuable player. I'm going to say it again, most valuable player. One more time, for the people in the back and maybe on the side, most valuable 
player, LeBron James. He could win the damn thing every year. But this year, he, he decided, you know, in year 17 of his career, he wanted to be the best point guard in the NBA, and he's doing that. He's leading the league in assists, averaging 10.6 assists per game. And then here we have he's averaging 25.5, uh, 10.6, and 7.7 rebounds. Now I'm near a triple-double. It's year 17. Uh, he dropped 40 the other night on the uh, on the Pelicans. He was stucking all over people. And I think he's only missed because he didn't play last night. I, I I don't know if I'm mistaken or not. I believe that this is only the third game he's missed this season. I'm not sure, but I know he hasn't missed much. I know that. It was not like last season. I know he hadn't missed much. Um, Then we have what else we got going on. Oh, yeah, this is a crazy stat. The Lakers are 17-0 and when Braun, uh has 30-plus. If that doesn't scream most valuable player, then I don't know what does. Like, come on, bro. Like, LeBron. It's LeBron. He makes stars out of guys we wouldn't have heard of. He does, man. He makes he makes guy, He makes stars out of guys we would not have. Like, who would have been, you know, who was Alex Caruso? A star now. The Caruso. The Caruso. Shout out to LeBron, man. Uh... But yeah, man, I'm, I'm rolling with LeBron for um, MVP, man. If, it, it's just the facts, bro. It's year 17. He's playing out of his mind. Y'all, like, this man is, what, 35 years old and playing like he's 25? Stop, man. Stop it. I don't want to hear anybody else's name when we talk an MVP this year. Give that to LeBron because he's been robbed years previous. But I only want to take it that deep. I only want to go there because I could, but I won't. So let's just go ahead and move on, man. The king, the king stated king, man. If you know, you know. Um, moving on to yesterday. Uh into some WWE. We don't talk WWE much on this show, but we should. You know, I, I haven't had you know many means, you know, reasons to talk about it. But yesterday they had the big. Uh, pay-per-view in Saudi Arabia that, I'm telling you man that, that Saudi blood money is different Because even in the boxing world We've seen Anthony Joshua Andy Ruiz fighting uh, Saudi And then now they're talking about Mikey Garcia and Manny Pacquiao fighting Saudi We're going to get into that after this Because that you know that's my segue into that And that's gross But yesterday WWE had the big pay-per-view Alright so it's Wrestlemania season we know that it's about to get, you know, close. We're getting closer to WrestleMania. It's only, what, four weeks away now? Or five weeks? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, five weeks away. Five weeks away. So, the big the big, the big, big thing that everybody's upset about is that Goldberg <laughs> beat The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, and is now the, uh, what, a two-time universal champion? Yeah. He's, I, and this is the, I told guys. I told guys when the match was getting made. I said I don't. I just don't feel it. I really feel like Goldberg is going to go over. I don't think it. I didn't think it was going to be like a squash match, and that really wasn't my definition of a true squash match. A squash match to me would have been a spear and a jackhammer. One, two, three. I mean, I think you know, seeing the fiend get up from all the spears and fight back with the mandible claw, and then get up after the match and disappear. I think that was good to see because it wasn't a complete domination. But here's the thing. Let's be real here. I think the plan. It's for Roman and Goldberg. Here's my thing. Let's say Bray Wyatt beat Goldberg. And the next feud for him would have been Roman Roman Reigns. Because I don't know what they're about to do with the Elimination Chamber. Oh, my God. What if they put Goldberg in the chamber? 
Oh my god. Anyway, um, here's my thing. Let's say ultimately it, it ended up being Roman Reigns and Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania. Is that main event worthy? Do we really want like fans like me, wrestling fans, hardcore fans that are still involved in the product like today and keep up with it today? Would have wanted to see that, but here's the thing: Roman would have went over. You guys know that Roman would have went over at WrestleMania and beaten Bray. I think that would have been that would have hit worse for him to lose on that big of a stage, and then to Roman Reigns, who you know he he's the new you know he's the new it. So I think that would have been worse. I think that would have hurt him more, and I think the fans would have been pissed more pissed off about that. So. For him to lose the belt to Goldberg, a part-time old guy, I wasn't mad about that. I was actually excited because I knew it. I called it. And here's why. Goldberg versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, the battle of the spear. Old school, new school. Roman goes over at WrestleMania. That's as easy as it gets. It just makes sense. They've had, you know, Twitter beef. Uh, and, and Goldberg is going to bring in that old school crowd, the old school ratings. He's going to get the he's the rate. He's a draw. It's just a bigger draw. It's a bigger draw. Be real here. And if the plan really is for Bray Wyatt and John Cena at WrestleMania, if that's it, and Bray goes over on Cena at WrestleMania, we won't even remember this match because that that means more. Beating John Cena at WrestleMania, avenging the WrestleMania 30 loss, would mean more than beating Goldberg at a Saudi show. And to be frank. The Fiend character doesn't need the belt. I don't think he needed the belt. That's like Braun Strowman. I didn't think Braun Strowman needed the belt. I don't think that these guys... I think these guys are credible enough characters where they don't need 15 title reigns. I don't think so. And and wrestling fans are so dramatic. Everybody was freaking out yesterday. Oh, they just killed the Fiend's character. Not really. That's only if you allow it. If you really allow it, then yeah. If you guys... That, but that's really your self-conscious Because if you're really <coughs> If you think That the Fiend character is growing, growing stale Or has been killed That's on you Me personally I don't think so I think there's so much left For Bray Wyatt the Fiend to do That this won't, this doesn't mean anything I don't think it killed his momentum I don't think anything like that I think that You know tomorrow night I mean tonight Excuse me on SmackDown, I think we'll see something maybe, but I'm just excited that John Cena's back. And this brings up the question, when the hell are they giving John Cena his 17th title reign? That's what I need to know. What are we waiting for? Please, somebody pull the trigger on that. We can give it to him at SummerSlam. SummerSlam's in Boston. Please, for the love of God, give that man his 17th title record, bro. Let's do that. There's no need to wait. Um... But I mean, overall, I enjoyed the show. I didn't like how. Look, man, I'm sorry. All the black talent lost yesterday. They all lost. Kofi, Biggie, Naomi, Archer, Ricochet. Uh, what's my boy's name? Uh, we want smoke. We want smoke. They lost. But that all started on NXT. Let me talk to y'all about uh, NXT Wednesday night. I did not. I do not like how they doing my girl Bianca Belair. First of all, Bianca Belair is a black. She's a queen. I love Bianca Belair. She's a hell of an athlete. My favorite wrestler right now. I love Bianca Belair. She's a star. She's a bigger star than Real Ripley. I'm sorry, bro, but I cannot buy into Real Ripley at all. 
at all. She's not believable to me. Tuesday night, I mean, excuse me, what, what was it, Wednesday night? Charlotte has Bianca Belair's ankle in a, in a steel chair. She's stomping daylight side over. Ray Ripley is supposed to make the save. Bro, she comes out posing, does her entire dumb entrance, and then finally walks walks to the ring. The rush, The ref had to push her in the ring. I've never seen anybody that was supposed to make a save in WWE do their entire entrance. That was piss poor. And you guys are telling me that this, that's WrestleMania worthy. That's the star. That's who we're pushing. When Bianca Belair is literally sitting right there. And I honestly think she has potential to be bigger than Sasha Banks. That's just me. I think she has potential to be bigger. I think she can be a bigger star than Charlotte Flair. Because honestly, look. We know why Charlotte is where she is right now. Let's be real. It's the it's the last name, bro. She's Ric Flair's daughter. Let me tell you something. Charlotte, she's a good athlete. I don't think she's that good on the stick compared to Bianca. I uh, Look, bro, I think Bianca Belair is just a bigger star. And I think that they're killing her momentum, having her lose this much and get beat up like that. I don't know, man. That's just me. That's just me. I just thought... You know that was that was that was why I thought they would she would have won that match. Cause why does Charlotte need that win? I don't know, man. I don't know. But um, as far as Super Showdown goes, yeah, I wasn't disappointed at all with the Goldberg thing. I think that was the best decision for WrestleMania, man. I think that you know that's just a bigger draw, especially if it's the main event. I don't since when did the Drew McIntyre since the Royal Rumble winner not get the main event? That's just crazy. Still crazy to me. But uh, we're in new days now, I guess. Uh, but oh yeah, seeing the Undertaker, bro. Undertaker, I don't know what they paid him to fly fifteen hours for a choke slam. I don't know what they paid Ricochet for a fifteen hour flight just to get squashed by Brock. Yo, we could have this on Raw Monday. Like I could have saved y'all some flight money, some miles, a trip. Like, but yet here we are. Here we are. That, I'm telling y'all, man, that Saudi blood money is crazy. You know why it's crazy? Saudi blood money is so crazy. But that th- they have convinced Mikey Garcia that he is a welterweight. We've seen this movie before. He's not a welterweight, bro. He needs to stay at 135, 140. He don't need to come back to 147. He just, he just not big enough. He's not big enough. So y'all telling me that the fight that makes sense is Manny Pacquiao versus Mikey Garcia. Mikey Garcia, who couldn't beat Errol Spence, is getting another title shot against Manny Pacquiao at 147. Somebody make it make sense. When we got Danny Garcia, who is uh, coming off of two straight wins, why not make that fight? Why not make that fight? Like this is my thing, man. It's 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 outside of the Fury and Wilder thing <clears throat> fight. This year has not been good for the sport. It hasn't. Nothing exciting has happened yet. And that's not good. It's not good. It's not good. Um we're 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 waiting we're waiting on the Loma fight. That's supposed to be May thirtieth with Loma and Tamo Fimo. That should be good. Um but yeah, I don't know, man. This 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 first quarter for boxing has been stagnant for me. You know, we especially with you know the Errol Spence car accident, 
has a lot to do with that because he was supposed to start the year off. We don't know when he's going to be back. Um, you know, I just hope that the summer can be good. I would like to see Danny Garcia in the ring again, but for a belt, I would like to see that happen. You know, it's so much that we can do. I, I when I talk boxing, I, I mainly talk about the one forty seven that welterweight division because it's just so much that we can do with that division that they won't do, and it pisses me off because. Oh, also at 154, I can't forget what 154 and, you know, the Canelo side of things. We still don't know who, Canelo still doesn't have a fight. Um, He still doesn't have an opponent for his Cinco de Mayo date. Bro, it's about to be March, and we still don't have a name yet. That's concerning to me. And if he's fighting a nobody, that's going to be pissed. That's going to be bad. Here's the thing. This is why, you know, people didn't like Floyd, don't like Floyd for whatever reason, but when Floyd fought, especially Cinco de Mayo, when he took over the Cinco de Mayo, they were good fights. He were fighting people that we knew. He was fighting people that we knew. Household names. He fought who he was supposed to fight. So when you get, you know, when you watch Delahoya and Golden Boy about to make a fight with for Canelo against uh, a Japanese guy or somebody that we've never heard of. Or 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 don't go with a unification bout or don't it's just like what are we doing? It's the sync with the Mayo weekend. It's the unofficial start to summer. And this is the one of the biggest boxing weekends ever. It's always big. And Canelo is Mexican. You would think that we would get a good fight for Canelo. But no. That's not what we get. I don't know, man. I think you know, you look at you know, like Billy Joe Saunders. That would make sense. Oh, God damn it! Just give him triple G. Just give him triple G. Like, why not? Let's just go ahead, man. Just get, the, just get it over with, and let's do it. I just don't get it, bro. Like, what are we doing here? And this is my thing. This is, this is again, you know. I, I knew it was gonna be bad when the zone came out and HBO went away. I didn't know it was gonna be this bad. Take me back to when it was just HBO. And Showtime on TV. Please take me back. When the only thing we had to worry about, you know, it wasn't it wasn't this hard in the 2010s, in the 2000s. I don't think it was this hard. But you know, post 2015, 2016, it's gotten so hard to make a fight because it's just like everybody's everywhere. You know, top rank. Uh, you know, you got you know with the matchbox and, and and all these different promotions and what are we doing here, man? This is, this is exactly why you know PBC puts on a card and nobody tunes in because nobody know who the hell is fighting, especially on Showtime. Or Showtime has lost a lot of steam. Hey, man, I would not be surprised if we don't have Showtime boxing within the next five years because it's just like you know, especially with Deontay Wilder. Signing, you know, with him being with Fox and Errol Spence fighting with the, you know, on Fox. It's just like, yo, Fox, they're bigger because Fox, they're promoting the fights during football games. They're promoting the fights during NCAA games. They're promoting the fights during NASCAR. They're promoting fights during WWE. It's a bigger audience. You know, Showtime is still that cable channel that we all don't even know we have or we don't really watch shows on Showtime because, you know, outside of Ray Donovan, and uh, what's the show? Uh, uh, um, okay, hold on. Okay, I'm not going to disrespect uh, Showtime because they got they got some bangers over there. They got City on the Hill. They got Ray Donovan. 
And what's the show? The crazy show that everybody like with the family. Oh man, y'all know what I'm talking about with Frank and them. Y'all know what I'm talking about. It's like you know, Showtime's not a big draw anymore. It's not. You know, Floyd was there at one point. Canelo was there at one point. Um, you know, before he was with HBO. So <clears throat> yeah, I don't know, man. Showtime's running out of steam. You know, they got Tank, but he ain't fighting nobody. So I don't know. I don't know, but yeah, man. I just think it's been underwhelming for boxing this year so far, and I just hope that it can get changed because you know, years previous, you know, 2016, 17, last year, 18, it was good years for boxing. Boxing had a lot of steam, and it seems like now it's just like, yo, the YouTube guys are the ones that people want to see. Jesus help us all. All right, <laughs> so let's wrap up, man, with what's going on. With the Astros because this 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 right here is crazy to me. Uh the Clayton Kershaw thing that came out. I saw those on Bleacher Report. Uh where's the post? Where's the post? Where's the post? Where's the post? I should just screenshot it. Um oh yeah, happy belated birthday to Ric Flair, by the way. That was random, but happy belated birthday to him. Alright, so <laughs> In the 2017 World Series, right, the Dodgers ace threw a combined 51 breaking balls in Game 5 of the 2017 World Series, a mix of sliders and curveballs. Not a single pitch resulted in a, single, a swing and a miss. Game 5 was in Houston. Bro, Clint Kershaw is one of the best pitchers in the league from April to September. I don't know what about I don't know what happens to him in October. I don't know what happens to the Dodgers in October. But I don't think it's that bad. I don't think it's that bad. Now, like the more we hear about this, I want to go back and watch these games because this is nuts. 51 and nobody bit. Come on, dog. Y'all know something was up. And all the comments was apologizing cuz we were definitely on Kershaw's head. Clayton sweet, I am so sorry. Sorry to this man. That's a damn shame. That's a damn shame. And so far during spring training, the Astros have been hit. I think what? What is it now? Seven different pitches or nine? I don't know. The numbers are gonna keep growing. You know what? We don't even have to hit them with the ball. Let's just fight them. I probably just like pitchers. Just rush the plate. Don't even let them come. Just rush the home plate. Just rush home plate, and, and you and the catcher just jump them. I would love to see Kurt Clayton Kershaw rush the home plate and just like suplex Altuve. Like, bro, then we'll pay the fine. Well, we'll start a GoFundMe. That's what we should do. Everybody start a uh, Astros uh, ass whooping fun, and whatever happens to any MLB player that does something to Astros, we put a little, we put five dollars in the pot, and we and we try to pay the fine. That the Astros ass whooping fun. That's what we need. Can we can we all agree on that? All right, cool. I think that's. I think we should all agree on that. All right. Okay. There it is. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Um, I think that's all I got for you guys this week, man. Damn, man, that's it. I'll be back on Tuesday, though. So this has been episode 92. Uh, shout out to Stadium Scene TV, man. Thank you. Shout out to DJ, man. Shout out. Thank you for the sticker, man, and and the note. That was I really appreciated the note by far. That was that was that was I love seeing that come through the mail. Uh, shout out to Stadium Scene TV, everybody at the network. Shout out to all the followers on Instagram and Twitter. Especially the ones I've been interacting with um, other podcast hosts. 
Uh, shout out to the listeners, man. Keep listening, man. Keep listening. Keep subscribing. Um, I got something coming in March. Hopefully, you know, if things go right. So just stay, stay tuned, stay patient. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. And for the 92nd time, man, I'm Eric Lyons, and you have just been electrified.